Hello and welcome to Cody and Corbin have a podcast, the show where two former roommates and they talk about a new movie every week. But this week we're talking about lots of new movies, movies that haven't even come out. We're bringing back the way too early Oscar prediction show. Something just fell in the background, but we're going to keep it going because this is live. We're podcasting. I'm Corbin's vocal and I'm here with Cody Webb, my co-host. Cody, are you ready to predict Oscar nominees once again? Oh, I'm very, very ready. I tell you what, that's that's probably a top ten intro from me all time. You know, things dropping in the background. I don't know what's going on, but we, we roll with the punches around. Respect here. to you. Oh, great intro, great intro. Hot dog but, buns uh, fell off the refrigerator. <laughs> that's what happened. Not the hot dog was, but uh, yeah, I, I'm pumped to be back, man. I think the last time we did this, it was a lot of fun. Uh, obviously, great guest for it. But uh, yeah, I'm pumped. I think I have a lot better picks this time. I think maybe I got ragged on a little bit last time for my picks. So I made a lot more research, you know, came and paired this time. But uh, yeah, I'm excited. It should definitely be a good time. Yeah, so this is not the first time we've done this, like you just mentioned. Uh, All the way back, season two, episode nine, around this time last year, we brought on Carter. We're bringing him back. Welcome Carter Sims to the show, the co-host of the Rough Cut Retrospective to do some uh, Oscar nominee predicting. Are you ready, Carter? I'm born ready, as always. I feel like I should throw something in the background, too. Should I drop something to to be in touch with you? Save it Save it for later in the episode to keep the people guessing. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Foreshadow, that's good podcasting. This, this is a video version. If you're watching on YouTube, maybe you'll see. Carter Whoa, so. I should have dressed up. Dang. I, right. Hey, we're all looking great. And for all the yeah. people listening, you're missing out. That's all I can say. That's true. I'm in my childhood bedroom for everyone that's watching. So you're welcome for that. Last year, we kind of talked about our relationship to the Oscars. My question just in general this year is how are we feeling about this year in movies? Cody, again, you've probably not seen as much as Carter and I. So we'll start with you. How does this movie year feel in comparison to others? Yeah, automatically. I mean, another cap classic just throwing me under the bus. Right <laughs> You're not wrong. You guys have seen probably a few more movies than, this, than me this year. But uh, yeah, I mean, in general, I feel like maybe it hasn't been the best year. I don't know if you guys agree with that, but maybe a little bit underwhelming, especially the summer. I think we talked about that in a previous episode as well. But, I mean, all in all, Oscar season, I feel like it can go either way. Just because there's so many releases coming out, you don't know what's going to be good. You don't know what's going to be terrible. So, I mean, it, it's kind of a flip of the coin. But I would say, as a whole, the year has been underwhelming in my eyes. Carter, what about you? Yeah, compared to last year, I think last year was sneakily a pretty great year in movies. I think 2019 was as well. I feel like we're having every other thing going on. I mean, there have been some good ones this year, for sure. Some that have shocked me, some that have uh, really let me down. But I think it's going to be a pretty average year at the Oscars. And who knows if the ceremony will even be fun. If someone's not getting hit, I don't think it's going to be worth my time this year. I don't know. We're going to see. But I always watch. So Yeah. um, Obviously, I'm going to watch the Oscars. I'm looking forward to it. But I think the outlook at this point in the year, looking to the next three months, is probably a little bit more disappointing than where we were at last year in September. I was a little bit more excited about stuff. There's not as much to be excited about. I feel like we've, we had a stronger first half than probably last year, but then, you know, looking to the coming months, which should be the good movies, the award season movies. It, I'm, I'm unsure. I'm a little, a little shaky. Obviously we just had a couple big film festivals happen where a lot of these movies premiered and some of them received some rough re- reviews. Uh, we'll get into that as we get through it. 
But let's talk about what we're doing here today. If you hadn't listened to the last episode, we're going to be picking a potential nominee for multiple different Oscar categories. In total, we've decided on 19. Last year, we did 17 Oscar categories. This year, we're doing 19. Those categories are Best Documentary, Best International. Those are the two we added. And then, of course, Best Makeup and Hairstyling, Best Production Design, Best Costume Design, Best Sound, Best Visual Effects, Best Editing, Best Original Score, Best Cinematography, Best Animated Feature, Best Screenplay, Best Adapted Screenplay, Best Director, Best Supporting Actor, Best Supporting Actress, Best Actor, Best Actress, and of course, Best Picture. And then for those actor, actress, and picture, we have two picks apiece uh, just to kind of widen things out. Now, the thing that makes this difficult, one, again, there's a lot of movies that haven't come out. And then two, once you select a movie to be nominated in one category, it can't be used in another category. So Top Gun Maverick, huge movie that came out this year. If I pick it to uh, win Best Documentary or to be nominated for Best Documentary, one, that's probably not going to go over well for me. And two, I can't use it in any other category. So it's a double loss. Any thoughts, guys, before we get into things? Are we, how are we feeling about this? Are you feeling confident in your picks? Is Top Gun Maverick not a documentary? Because that's going to really hurt me. There might be, I don't know. Uh, I have to go to the Oscars to get the official ruling on that. You know, we're not <laughs> members of the Academy. We can't, you know, Marcel the Shell, Shell is an animated movie. So anything. Yeah. Hmm, interesting. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I'm feeling, I feel like this was harder than last year. Um, like when I was doing this, I felt kind of confident doing it. I'm really unsure about a few. So I like have some calls that I'm just going to make on the, on the spot. I have like hmm. a few that are written down um, some of, for some of them. And I literally just made a change like five minutes ago. So I'm feeling very uneasy about all of this, but pretty confident about some. Wow. Well, that's, that's bold of hear. you for sure. Yeah. And that's great to hear from my perspective, just because I think uh, Carter really ran this competition last time we the did The reigning it. champion. Yeah. And I don't think it was particularly close. So, uh, you know, that's good to well, hear. Definitely not but... for you, Cody. <laughs> Justice for in the Heights, man. True. Justice. True. Deserve, deserve better. But uh, funnily enough, I'm kind, I'm kind of feeling confident. You know, that's what I said last year, too. But uh, I feel like all of my picks in my head make sense. But, you know, the Academy, who knows what they're thinking. So we'll, we'll find out soon enough. Last year, Carter got 13 out of 20. I got mm-hmm. 8 out of 20. And Cody got 3 out of 20. And one of the movies he picked did not even release. Everybody <laughs> else at least picked movies that came out. Surely um, got more than three. That's got to be wrong. Come on. I think we need to fact check that one. <laughs> it, was, it was a bad showing. Uh, <laughs> when the Oscar nominees release, which I think is a little bit later than last year, I think it's mid-March this year or next year, uh, we will come back once again and re- reveal the nominations and, and reveal the winner. Personally, me... I was excited. And then I kind of found out how some of these movies did over the past weekend. And I was like, oh shit, Uh, maybe I need to backtrack a little bit. I definitely think it's going to be even harder because I think there's going to be less parody. I did look in total last year outside of the animated, because really only animated movies are nominated for that category. And outside of the best international, there was 26 different movies nominated. So there is a potential that you could play this game where you, you get a different movie for every category. So I'm excited for what everybody uh, has to talk about. And I'm excited to hear about some movies that I haven't heard about. Uh, Cause that's kind of what this was last year as well. It was, 
hey, what are what are some of these uh, you know underground picks that maybe some people haven't heard about, and what are we what should we be looking for in the coming months? Should, what do you think, guys? Should we get into it? Let's do it. Alrighty. Hello, everybody. Good morning, and welcome to the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. I want to thank everyone for joining us for these exciting announcements, celebrating the heroes of movie making. So we're going to go ahead and start uh, with that new category that we're bringing in. Best documentary. Oh, Cody, you're the big doc guy. You love documentaries. What do you think is going to get nominated for best doc at the Oscars? Yeah, good question. I feel like you're saying that sarcastically. I do actually like documentaries. <laughs> I'm a big ESPN 30 for 30 guy. Check those out. Huge. But uh, for this one, I think I have a great pick. I did do a little bit of research of, you know, what's releasing, all that good crap. And the one that really stood out to me, there's this one called uh, Fire of Love. Mm. And basically, it's just about uh, volcanoes, like just straight up scientists going into volcanoes. The visuals on it look absolutely crazy. So I'm going to pick that one just purely because it looks sick. Uh, didn't look into you know too many other ones, to be completely honest, just documentaries. But uh, I mean, who doesn't love volcanoes? I actually might check this out after like seeing some of those the stills and stuff. Yeah. I think Carter and I saw a trailer for this movie together. We uh, did. So that's seen the trailer. It does look pretty interesting. It's essentially a love story set against volcanoes, which is pretty cool. So, yeah, well, I mean, I feel like the best way to see that would be in the theater too. Like if you watch that at home on your TV, you're just doing like the, the volcanoes disservice basically. So yeah, might have you to ever, check that. You ever seen a documentary in a movie theater, Cody? I've not. I, I haven't either. Carter? That's a great one. To yes, I have actually. Um, I saw the Mr. Rogers one in a theater. That was mm. pretty cool. And a lot of grown men crying in the theater. So maybe I'll do that for this as well. Who knows? Were you, were you one of them or? Yeah. Well, it's weird. I didn't really have a relationship to Mr. Rogers. And then I watched it and I was like, dude was kind of cool. And then I, and then I cried. I think that's <laughs> the best kind of documentary. When you, when you learn some, obviously you learn something new, you, you gain a new respect for somebody. For sure. Uh, Carter, since you're apparently the documentary expert, the in theater documentary <laughs> expert, what's your pick? True. I've seen one more than you guys, therefore expert. Um, I don't know if I should feel scared about this or confident, but I'm with Cody here. I picked Fire of Love. The trailer looks gorgeous. It's a National Geographic doc. It's yeah. It's literally about these two volcanists, volcanists, volcanologists, volcanologists. That's it. Um, and they were like in love. They like are a married couple. They loved each other and they loved volcanoes. And they spoiler alert, but they die in a volcanic eruption. And it's just about their uh, love for volcanoes and doing the dangerous stuff. A lot of great archive footage, cool stuff. So um, yeah, it looks cool. So Cody, I think you're a wise man to pick this. I, I went with that as well. Looks great. Huge spoiler alert there at the end, but. I'll, I'll forgive you for it. I guess it is a true is story. In the trailer, so. like, don't they say like they lost their lives in the trailer or something? I can't remember. It's been a while since I saw the trailer, but um, they do. They, 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 it's in the description too on Letterboxd, guys. Okay, there you go. They, I mean, again, die. you're spoiling true events, I guess, right? So it's, yeah, sorry. The Titanic you know, crashed, guys. How much? I hate to burst your bubble. But yeah. My movie is about somebody who didn't die, but nice. was almost killed. It is essentially uh, it's a movie called Navalny. I have talked about it on the podcast before. Uh, I watched it two months ago. I, I, the big reason I wanted to do this best documentary category because it's like, 
hey, I've actually seen a movie that might get nominated and I want to talk about it. So what this movie is, is it follows Alexei Navalny, who's this Russian politician, um, anti-Putin politician who had an assassination attempt on him uh, last year. And it basically follows their investigation. And there are some truly like surprising and shocking moments and like really interesting investigative reporting, um, as well as just things caught on camera um, that I don't want to spoil that are just really amazing. So definitely a cool story. Obviously, Russia and the power that Putin has in that country, uh, very topical as always, and uh, definitely one that I would recommend checking out. Um, Very interesting story. Very interesting. That sounds like a good one, but- uh... And it's available on HBO Max. Oh, Oh, nice. Yeah, that's cool. But, uh, you know, you're going against the grain here, Corbin. We're, we're ganging up on you. So I don't know if that's a good pick. Uh, you know, in hindsight. Hey, I'm just trying to be different, man. I'm trying to go against the grain, trying to be a maverick. Oh. <laughs> <say>. oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh, go on to best international feature. And again, another one that I've seen, a movie I want to talk about. Uh, it's RRR. And I have talked about it on the oh. podcast before this, uh, Three hour 15 Tollywood epic from SS Rajmuli. Just an incredible movie. Um, historically, surprisingly, not a lot of uh, Tollywood or Bollywood films have been nominated for this category. Um, a lot of American films in India, Slumdog Millionaire, stuff like that, but not a lot of you know true Indian films. And I think this is the year this movie kind of transcended beyond kind of just staying within its country it was really big on twitter for a little bit was seen by a ton of people and it's widely available on netflix which i think is great that's awesome that you can just go on to netflix and and see a movie like this that you typically wouldn't be able to so if you haven't seen it definitely go check it out and uh it's my pick for this category that's a solid pick i've yet to see that still i need to dedicate the three hours to watch it but it looks awesome definitely worth it very engrossing Hell yeah. I agree. And uh, to bounce off that, uh, I'm also going to agree with you, Corbin. I'm picking RR. Uh, representing India out here, like you said, uh, give them a little bit more represent- representation. Excuse me. But uh, I have not seen this film. I'm just going solely off your word, Corbin. And uh, you're really hyping it up. So, uh, I mean, there are a couple other, I feel like, maybe obvious choices here, looking over some of the, the prospects. But I got to go with my heart, you know, RR, great title. I have seen like a few scenes from it and it's just absolutely wild. Like you said on Twitter, I think he was booming for a little bit. So uh, I think the Academy just like respects, uh, you know, the longevity of a film like that too. It is on Netflix. So that has it going for it too. But uh, yeah, RR baby, represent. Yeah, my my only fear with this movie that it is more of like, a genre blockbustery type thing and yeah. obviously with this category it's literally every f- movie that's not made in america so like <laughs> take 195 other countries that can submit stuff uh there's a lot of options and you know it's a small category so it's potentially doesn't get the nominee um there's some other movies that might get mentioned later uh, that will also be up for this category potentially so carter what's your pick um, can I say what I had first the, sure. earlier this week yeah. that I took off? Um, I had Alejandro Inuritu's mm. Bar- Bardo here, um, but it premiered uh, Venice Film Festival this week and people were not vibing with it. So I took it off and instead I went with uh, a Belgian film uh, and I went with a, a movie called Close 
by uh, Lucas Daunt. Um, it's been premiering at some festivals. Um, he had a movie two years ago, I think, called Girl. That was pushed. They pushed hard to get into the Oscar category for international feature. Didn't get in there. I think this year might be his moment. So it's about these two boys who had this close relationship at their school and they're kind of the kids make fun of them for what could be a, a, a gay love story. And then tragedy strikes somehow. And uh, one kid is uh, forced to confront why the distance between them occurred. So it sounds pretty deep, sounds pretty powerful. And, uh, and yeah, it's a young filmmaker um kind of trying to make it into the big scene so i think a24 uh, film as well you know, yes little power sure. there mm-hmm. are you gonna only pick sad movies carter or that's the goal be some positivity coming no later? no no that's the goal um i'm hoping there's tragedy in each of my films mm. i'm hoping if i pick don't worry darling it's just the tragedy <laughs> of that film so um yeah so close from belgium lucas daunt great pick uh, let's move on to best makeup and hairstyling. And uh, Carter, why don't you uh, take it away? Okay. This one was tough because I feel like there's an obvious choice, um, but I wanted to use that somewhere else. Mm. So for here, I picked a movie that I have seen and I picked it for two characters in particular in the film. I picked the Batman. Fear is a tool. But when that light hits the sky, it's not just a call. It's a warning. Uh, for makeup and hairstyling. Mainly for Colin Farrell's transform transformation of the penguin. And then a little bit of our Barry Keoghan as uh, the Joker. That's my I'm getting a, a, a head shake from Cody on that one. That's a bummer. Cody hates um, Cody hates that Joker. That's it's rough. bad. Well, it's very bad. Well, he does have makeup, is what I can say. And uh, so I'm hoping if just for the Colin Farrell stuff alone will will, will get me in. Um, but I wanted to use other films elsewhere. So I'm going with the Batman. You know, people, other people have hair in that movie, too, and makeup. So they had to put yep. eye, black eye makeup. Yeah. yeah you, first time it. we've seen it uh, without go. the mask. So that's huge. Really, really breaking down that fourth wall. I love it. So. Yes, the Batman for makeup and hairstyling for me. Honestly, it doesn't even feel like this movie came out this year. Like so long this ago, seems so long ago. Cody, I'll throw it over to you. Uh, do you agree? Is the Batman the pick or or what? I do disagree. I mean, the thing is with a lot of these movies is where to place them, mm. and uh, you think, think this is this, going somewhere else? Oh, this is going hundred percent somewhere else for me. I don't know if it's going to be correct, but uh, I do agree with a lot of what Carter's saying there, and uh, yeah, the the eye black as well as is so cool i think deserves a nom for that alone but uh there's a couple other ones where, where like obviously they're using some prosthetics and stuff notably the whale which you might pick corbin but i wanted to use that somewhere else as well oh. so i ended up, ended up going with blonde uh mm. nice. there, Moss. yeah obviously transforming a little bit you know to get into character with marilyn monroe and uh, also, it's just Ana de Armas. So I kind of just wanted to pick that because I didn't really have this anywhere else. So I wanted to shout out Blonde. But kind of these like lower tier categories, I feel like is hard because I want to use the big movies for, for the bigger ones because I feel like that's the obvious stuff. So when we get down to like costume design, sort of like in the Heights last year, I kind of just run out of choices and pick something <laughs> random. But uh, I'm confident in Blonde. Hopefully it is. 
Yeah, because like in Blonde, she has to act and you got to have makeup that can withstand things when people are acting, right? <laughs> Cody, is that kind of the thought process? Not, here? not what I was saying. No, I mean, what do you mean? Marilyn Monroe, you, you got to go blonde. She's got great makeup. I'll True, hairstyling. I mean, the hairstyle is very yeah. important. It's literally That's in the massive. title. So it sounds like you're dogging me, dude, but I don't know. Kind of tough. <laughs> He's playing my mind games, Cody. <laughs> He's in my head, 100%. <laughs> hey, you're shaking. That's all I can say. <laughs> I decided to go with. Uh, the movie Babylon from Damien Chazelle. I think this will probably pop up in some other categories as well. It's got Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie. Uh, But the big thing is they just released some screen stills from this movie a couple of days ago. And Tobey Maguire is in this movie and he looked like he was dying. Um, (laughs) And you know how they did that, Cody? Makeup and hairstyling. So uh, my pick here, (laughs) that's true. But uh, his (laughs) hair looked quite, quite crazy as well. And it's also, you know, it's a period piece. Um, it's very old Hollywood. I think, you know, it's very much a thing that the Oscars want to respect, especially in like a craftsmanship sort of perspective, um, production design, makeup, hairstyling, costume design. I wouldn't be surprised if it gets in all of those categories. Um, and I just decided to place it here for that particular Tobey Maguire still that I saw. He did look rough. He looked worse for wear there. And it was good stuff. He kind of looks like um, Raul Julia in, um, oh, what's those movies? The, the scary ones. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> the Adams family. There it is. Yeah, Come on, help there me it is. Oh. He does. He really does look like Ralph Julia from those movies. Though I thought that was really funny. But those stills are great. This movie. Uh, I'm definitely going to talk about it later. But I'm actually pretty excited. I mean, Damien Chazelle. Mm-hmm. That guy doesn't miss. So good pick. yeah, bold of you to put it in makeup and hairstyle, and I respect it. I mean, I, I think it's yeah. a shoo-in, but I saved it for somewhere else for sure. You know, I will say this. The Batman is not going to appear on my list. So I guess it is maybe just that it was so long ago. Maybe I kind of forgot about it. I feel like honestly I did too. That movie, it just, it kind of came and went like it was really good, but I just feel like in in terms of staying power, like Cody talked about it, it really hasn't lasted in the same way. And obviously Warner brothers and, you know, are we even going to get a sequel to this movie? There's a, there's a lot up in the air. Um, And I feel like, I wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't get any love. Maybe I, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. You know, maybe score, maybe make a pair of sound like I could see if anywhere, but um, I'm curious for sure. Let's uh, move over to best production design and I'll throw it over to Cody. Perfect. That's a perfect transition because I picked the Batman. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like this is probably its strongest category. I mean, the production design of just Bruce Wayne's house alone is ridiculous. And then, like the feel of Gotham, I think is so, so cool. I think it deserves a nom. Maybe like you said, because of longevity, it won't. But like, this was just the first thing that came to mind for production design for movies I've seen this year. So that's where I'm throwing it. I think it deserves a nom at least. Respectable. I actually hate Bruce Wayne's manner in this movie. I love the Gotham that they create, but I do not like Gotham's Bruce cool. Wayne's manner. Um, but, yeah, but, the for, for the Gotham, but yeah, for the Gotham, I think it's cool. The Batcave, in my opinion, is kind of lame for what you could do with that cave but sure cody production is <laughs> i mean i feel like just the design of his house alone like took forever like Dude. they don't care if it you know fits the tone of the movie or whatever they're the just volume man they use the yeah, volume like... man <laughs> thank yeah. you they use the volume <laughs> and now no one else uses it anymore <laughs> that was a fun year and a half wasn't it carter what are you thinking best production design Okay, here's where my Oscar history kind of helped me mm. a little bit. This is where I kind of used this. I'm going Black Panther Wakanda Forever. And I'm doing that because 
Black Panther in 2018 won this award for production design. The same people that did that are doing this production design on the new film. Um, I think it looks bolder, bolder strokes, a lot of uh, a lot of water settings in this one. So that looks cool. Um, so I'm really expecting a lot of like the just in the trailer, like the colors they're using, like everything that's going on there. I'm uh, feeling pretty good about that. So I'm hoping Oscars history will help me out. I don't know if they'll win, but I think they'll get nominated because um, I think they'll be like, oh, you know, we gave Black Panther an award for this last year and we're the oscars we don't do that again so black panther were kind of forever in this in this lane oh yeah superhero movies huh cody production oh, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're thinking we're thinking on the same wavelength here so mm-hmm. i respect it i think you're all right though okay oh, we got screwed last year didn't we with production design because we were like wes anderson king and then no <laughs> so bummer yeah, yeah that was we... my picks though so it doesn't really remind me of anything. <laughs> um, no, I think that is a good pick. Though. I mean, just that trailer alone, visually, I think is like almost ridiculous stuff. So yeah, I back that big time. It's beautiful. Production design was one of the four categories that we completely skunked out on last year. <laughs> nice. So hopefully we can do better. <laughs> Although I, I'll be honest, this this is right here my least confident pick. So maybe I should switch to the Batman, but I'm not going to do it because it's written down already. And mm, I, I can't type the Batman. That's too long. Uh, I'm going all quiet on the Western front, which is obviously a Netflix premiering remake of the classic uh, 1930 film. Is that right? 1930, 1930, all quiet on the Western front. This stars Daniel Bruhl. And listen, it's a war epic. It's, there's going to be a lot of production design that needs to go into it to both set it in the time period um, as well as just create that atmosphere. So realistically when you only have five nominees is this netflix movie gonna get thrown in there i don't know but i'm picking it it's an international it's an international film too or um see i i think so yes i think it might be in german maybe well the original won best picture so so there you go some that's that's the big thing right there oscars history you know people love it so nice i love it we'll now move on to Best costume design. And uh, Carter, we'll, we'll make you go first. This one was tough, mainly because all the ones that I think will get nominated for costume design, I have in bigger categories. So I had to f- just finesse some stuff here. I feel like this was really easy last year. We were like Cruella and then w- run off into the sun. A little difficult this year. I'm going with a movie that hasn't come out yet. I think it's coming out this month. Uh, I'm going with The Woman King for costume design pretty sick trailer viola davis kind of like her passion project seems like um, and it's just about you know these tribes that are being taken over uh in africa and they have really cool wardrobe really cool authentic african wardrobe it seems and uh and i i think that um it's always the academy always is like listen we see culture they have great costumes let's do that so they i think they would go this route so yeah i'm going with the woman king here for costume design i don't feel great about it but um I feel okay about it. So yeah, confidence is key. Yeah, I like that pick. I mean, the costumes definitely do look sick. It it does a good job of setting things and it does have a, a pretty good cast, you know, like you said. And John, Bo- John Boyega is there as well. So John Boyega having a year, by the way, man. Woof. Go boy. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Just wait till he gets cast in the Fantastic Four, right, Cody? Yeah. Torch coming at you. Be perfect. <laughs> 
my pick here uh, has been mentioned. It's it's Adrian Lyons blonde, similar to Cody's thing. We've got to make her look like Marilyn Monroe, right? And obviously she has so many iconic outfits and, and just the look is so important to the character. So I think it's going to be really huge that they get this right. And if they do, I think it's got a pretty good shot of getting nominated here for best costume design. For sure. Cody, Perfect. what do you think? Yeah, both good picks. I did go a different way and uh, picked a movie we haven't talked about yet. Uh, I'm going to pick Amsterdam. You don't get here without things starting a long time ago. So two soldiers and a nurse found ourselves in Amsterdam. Um, Has not been released yet, but does have a trailer up. Looks pretty interesting. Got a really good cast and uh, the costumes in, in the trailer are great too. Sort of an old timey look. But in general, like, I'm just kind of excited to see this movie. Obviously, Christian Bale is, is one of the leading guys and one of my favorites. I believe John David Washington is in as well. Huge cast. Somebody Let else, me, Here we yeah. go. Christian Bale, Margot Robbie, John David Washington, Anya Taylor-Joy, Robert De Niro, Michael Shannon, Zoe Saldana, Timothy Oliphant, Rami Malek, Taylor Swift, Mike Myers. Taylor Swift? Yeah, I didn't know Chris this. Chris Rock. Chris <laughs> Rock. Uh, well, he's got to show up at the Oscars now. Hell yeah. But, uh, I mean... This that yep, might be he'll the be there to support this big win for best <laughs> costume design. You better present. You better present. Yeah, that sounds like one of the most Oscar Oscar movies I've ever heard. So it'll probably get nominated here. You know, there's been some recent online discussion regarding David O. Russell and his greater antics on set. I kind of stayed away from this movie because of that reason. I'm I'm just a little bit unsure of how it's going to be received in the greater scheme of things. He is a notable ass on a set i will say that lily tomlin i think is the one that had a big fight with on a set once back in the day but you know the man made silver linings playbook so what can you do yeah american hustle true jeremy renner what a what a performance moving on to our next category best sound so what is the movie with the best sound of the year cody what do you think i mean what sounds good (laughs) a lot of things sound good yeah, for this one, this is the bottom of the barrel for me. It's just, you know, shooting something and see if it hits, basically. Uh, I'm going The Woman King. You know, Carter made some good points for costumes. But I think the sound is really going to be exquisite in this movie. Um, you know, there seems to be a lot of fighting stuff going on. I'm sure that they have to do, like, creative stuff with, you know, everybody fighting. That's my reasoning behind it. Not great. You know, this was, like I said earlier, kind of I've hit all the other movies. I think will definitely get nominated. And this movie is like 100% going to get nominated for some stuff. I'm just not really sure what yet. So I'm going to throw it here and, and just hope it hits. Cody, what bet can I make you? Like, how much money do you want to bet this doesn't get nominated for anything? Oh, really? Oh, I'll, I'll bet you. I don't want to uh, spend out too much money. I'll, I'll bet you 20 bucks it gets nominated. $20. All right, here we yeah. go. On the podcast, $20. <laughs> this movie's not getting any nominations. I'm wow. calling it right here. I, I saw the trailer. I thought it looked pretty good, actually. And it's got John Boyega in a supporting role. You can't ask for anything else, I don't think. Viola Davis is, she'll probably get nominated for Best Actress. If we're, if we're being honest, she's disgusting. But uh, yeah, I back that big time. You owe me 20 bucks already, bud. <laughs> hey, <laughs> catch me in March. We'll see. Jeez, it's so long. My pick here, I decided to channel my inner Rami Malik. And, you know, in a, in a Bohemian Rhapsody faction, I chose the movie about a famous singer. And I went with Elvis. He was my destiny. I 
wish to promote you, Mr. Presley. Are you ready to fly? I'm ready. Ready to fly. I can't move, I can't sing. Some people want to put me in jail. So well's moving. Because you gotta have good sound. Mm-hmm. And listen, I could hear Tom Hanks and that terrible accent very well. So I think the sound editing was was very good. We are the same, you and I. <laughs> this has nothing to do with us. It has everything to do with us. That That's is about the uh, shooting of MLK, if anyone was wondering. Nice. That's everything to do with it. Carter, what do you think? Best sound editing. Uh, I'm not only picking a nominee, I'm picking the winner of this category. Uh, Top Gun mm. Maverick for best sound, boys. Listen, I think this. I think Top Gun Maverick might come up later. I think it's going to clean up in the technicals this year. And I may be so bold. Actually, I won't say that because maybe someone will have it in this category later when we get there. But listen, you talk about sound. Holy cow. In a theater. The jets whooshing by, the, the sounds of the missiles, everything. Even the sound of Hans Zimmer's beautiful score. And Lady Gaga singing that song that the 21 Pilots might have almost sang. It's great stuff. Top Gun Maverick. Film of the year, in my opinion. Best picture, perhaps. Who knew? Great One Republic song in there as well, you know. Fantastic Absolutely. Stuff. The beach scene. I love Uh, I agree. I think this is probably the best technically sound movie that's been released this year. Um, so it, it probably will clean up in most of these categories. I, I definitely have it somewhere else, though. Huge. Best VFX. I'll uh, take it away here. And I think this is probably the most obvious pick. I'm, I'm pulling in Avatar, The Way of Water. Yeah. It's I mean, if it, if it doesn't get nominated for this category, then this movie has to be like awful. Like that's the only way that it doesn't possibly get nominated because obviously the first one was such a huge groundbreaking achievement. And this one, they're doing the same thing, but there's water. So get ready, folks. True. Watch out for that water. And that CGI hand that Twitter was going crazy about. That was there was rope. Like a there was a hand. Whoa. There was a lot. The water. Holy cow. It's incredible. Insane. Yeah, I'm with you. It feels like the obvious pick. I went somewhere else though. Woo. Well, let's hear it then. Where'd you go? I went into the Marvel world. I went with Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, mainly because I will admit I had Avatar here um, about two days ago, and then I had to flip some things around because then I did some more research and more finagling, and I probably shot myself in my own foot doing it, but um, I think there's some wacky stuff in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, of course. He's got an eye on his forehead. That he does, and it looks like an eye on his forehead. Looks terrible. Like and um, <laughs> I'm hoping uh, this will be the Academy's way of maybe rewarding uh, VFX artists that were getting shit on by Marvel. Um, rewarding because, Benedict for losing last year. Correct. Yes. Um, and, awful yeah. yeah, definitely not rewarding Thor Love and Thunder for that god-awful uh, little kid Flash. Uh, Heimdall's son. <laughs> yeah, that's not getting nominated. So um i think about, head. Yeah. yeah which apparently they have patched and fixed on the disney plus release i saw today so <laughs> there you go um so yeah i'm feeling i'm feeling dr strange doing some fun wizardy stuff with scarlet witch and just some cool sam raimi graphics so fingers crossed eternals really bummed me last year didn't get anything for this i remember 
wah, wah. Yeah, this, uh, this was also not a great category for us, but Cody did pick Dune and get the win. Nice. Uh, he was talking a lot of shit when I picked Matrix 4. So, <laughs> Cody, what's your VFX pick this year? Rightfully so, I believe. But uh, I think me and Carter, again, are on the same wavelength. Uh, you know, as the episode goes on here, I'm just feeling better and better. because Because you're just copying the guy who won last year. <laughs> Good strategy. That's why you keep. I always go last. Originally, I did have Avatar here as well because hey. obviously it's going to win. Like I, I feel yeah. like that's about as obvious as it gets. But I'm going Multiverse of Madness because I want to put Avatar somewhere else. So I mean, those crazy like uh, zombie shots, whatever the, the the souls like going at Doctor Strange, that'll definitely be the shot they use or whatever. Go to hell. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> but uh, I feel like maybe this. Like this could not get nominated, but I think like there's not that much other like big big budget stuff. So I feel like it's a fairly safe pick. I feel like this is the only place it would get nominated. So that's oh, yeah. yeah, if we're to get nominated. So I had to squeeze it in here if I could. I don't particularly like this movie if I'm being play honest, but it, it probably will get nominated for visual effects. Yeah, I, I think it will get nominated as well. I guess the only reason it might lose out is black panther being like the marvel pick but hey maybe mm-hmm. they want to really reward the vfx artists uh in the marvel sphere because they do deserve it it has been a rough two years for them as Ooh. i can imagine yeah well cody let's make it so you can't copy anybody best <laughs> editing we skunked out on last year it was it was one of the ones um i think we just made a, a little bit of a miscalculation about the way they award these nominees um but i'm curious cody maybe we can write some things what's your pick yeah, I wouldn't count on it with my pick, but uh, <laughs> the obvious, obvious one here is everything, everywhere, all at once, which I unfortunately am not going for because I, I really think it's going to get nominated in a different category. So instead, I'm going with, this is a big question mark on it, uh, The Sun, uh, mm. Hugh, Hugh Jackman film. Looks pretty decent. Uh, might check it out. Big uh, Jackman guy. But, uh, you know, will it have good editing? You know, not too sure. It's getting getting good buzz and everything. Um in, in this category as well but uh yeah we'll see the son Hugh Jackman why if not it's, if it's anything like its predecessor the father it's gonna have some really good editing which the movie was kind of made in the editing room if it's anything like that the way they tell it narratively so yeah how about that I think it's actually yeah. a really good pick Cody well well my shot in the dark is evidently uh makes more sense than I thought so we'll look at you man <laughs> Carter what are you thinking here uh once again Cody and I align in his original th- Thought. Oh, okay. I went everything everywhere all at once. Yeah. Mrs. Wang, are you with us? I am paying attention. Now you may only see a pile of receipts, but I see a story. I can see where this story is going. It does not look good. I picked the obvious one. This editing was insane. In the theater, I was like, how long did this take? How did they do this? I was only hesitant putting everything everywhere all at once in other spots because I'm just afraid that the Academy is just going to think it's like too weird. I hope that's not the case. Uh, It would be really cool if it got nominated in like a lot of categories, not just technical stuff. Like, I I would love that. And maybe that's coming up later. Maybe someone's picking that. But yeah, I just think the editing is insane uh, alone. Just the number of flashes between the different uh, Michelle Yeoh characters, Evelyn's is insane. Uh, Really beautiful stuff. And like, unlike anything I've ever seen. So I love this movie. Everything ever all at once. Booyah. 
Yeah, I think especially for like a lower budget film, what they're able to accomplish with especially the story that they're telling, the way it's edited is very important. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that's also a good pick as well. The big thing that I think we miscalculated last year and I hadn't really thought about is that really editing is just kind of like this movie's good and we're going to nominate it for editing. More often than not, if a movie's nominated for editing, it's probably also nominated for best picture. Those two kind of go hand in hand. Typically, the movie that wins best picture is definitely nominated for editing. Um, So I decided to basically just pick a movie that would be like my third best picture pick, but not in the best picture category. Um, So I decided to stick the Fablemans, Steven Spielberg's upcoming uh, semi-autobiographical story about growing up. Um, I definitely think this is a shoe in for best picture. And I think just because of that, there's a good chance that gets nominated for editing as well. For sure. I think I picked House of Gucci last year. So. <laughs> yeah, I went The Green Knight, which didn't get nominated for anything. Cody's French Dispatch, again, didn't get nominated for anything. It's, we, we had, a, I mean, House of Gucci didn't get nominated for anything either. We just, we sucked it up. God, we're good. We're so good. We're experts. We're experts. True. Let's continue to prove that as we move on to best original score. Um, you know, sound is important in Top Gun Maverick, but so is the score like we just talked about. I, I, I you know, Hans Zimmer and Lady Gaga. Let's, we got to have Lady Gaga at the Oscars. It's obviously very important. You'd be a uh, fool not to. You'd be yeah. a fool not to. And they kind of were fools last year a little bit. I guess they did bring her out, didn't they? To present yeah. an award at the end. Oh yeah, with Liza Minnelli. And it was yeah. really uncomfortable. Yep. Yeah, so maybe they can do a better job with Lady Gaga this year and <laughs> give her and Hans another award. So. And Hans wasn't there to receive his last year, so maybe they want him in person there this time. Who knows? I like it. Cody, best original score. Yeah, that's a good pick. Um, I'm going to go somewhere different. This is not a tough one for me. I'm going to go with Empire of the Sun, which we've not talked about. And... Uh, Thomas Newman is doing the score for that movie. It is getting some buzz. Uh, this is another one kind of just like I ran out of stuff. So I don't know a ton about this movie, but Thomas Newman is a pretty respected, you know, it, at his craft, I believe. So, yeah, we're going to take him. I, I think he's got a good shot of getting on this year. I like I'm it. I, Sam Mendy's film. Uh, is just, no, it I is. It is Empire of the Sun. You're right. Is it's it? a, okay. Sam, Sam Mendy's film. Sam Mendes. Yeah, that's what it was. Um, wait, 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 hold on. Empire yeah. of Light is the Sam Mendes. Empire of Light. That's Empire what Light. it is. There you go. <laughs> Empire of the Sun is a Steven Spielberg film from the 80s. Yeah, that's what I just looked up when I couldn't find it. So I was like, that's Got it. Empire of the Light. Gonna, well, well, hold, well, hold on. Let me, because Thomas Newman's not doing this score. <laughs> so what's going on, buddy? All right, all right. Uh, give me two seconds. Did Thomas Newman, okay, here's what you I want to do a retake Empire here. Of the Light. Here's what I think you've done. I think you looked up Empire of the Sun. Trent Reznor and Atticus Rocks, though. So yes, but I but I don't know where you got Thomas Newman because John Williams did the score of Empire <laughs> of the Sun. So I think you're just high. Yeah. I don't know. I actually don't know. Um, but we'll keep Empire of the Light. I mean, it, it is getting a lot of buzz, and that's that's one of the Oscar bait movies. And uh, you know, if Thomas Newman's not doing it, it's probably a good thing. So I don't well, think he's that respected. So I'll, I'll go with the other guys here. <laughs> I should do the you score. Know, Thomas Newman did do the score for 1917, so he has worked with Sam Mendes. Okay, so some, there you go. Somewhere you did get it crossed, but Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross are doing the music for this movie, which are also that's basically if you're not going to pick Hans Zimmer, that's Might probably well the, the next next best. There you pick. Go. So good job, Cody, for <laughs> nice kind job, of falling into that. Don't think. Keep end up making sense. <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, I think this is just yearly tradition. I got to make you know some sort of dumb mistake on the show. No, but, you stumbled uh, into greatness. I think. I think that, uh, that's actually not a bad pick. Now that you say uh, not that. a bad pick. Admittedly, yeah. I've heard bad things about this movie. So <laughs> yeah, I, there's mixed reviews of it, um, for sure. But who's to say? Carter. I went with Empire of Light. <laughs> that's not even a joke. Um, I went. I did. Uh, which is why I was confused when you said Empire of the Sun. So I was like, there's two Empire movies. No, I went with Empire of Light. Again, yes, it's getting mixed reviews. It feels like, uh, it, but it still feels like a movie that like the Academy is going to love because it's Sam Mendes and it's Olivia Coleman. And even if it doesn't get for that, I mean, it's Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, you know, Social Network, Soul, they've won many times in this category. So I think they're at least will reward the music, which I'm going off of blind faith. I haven't heard it. Um, and again, it's a movie about uh, like an old cinema, an old movie. Yeah, it's like theater. filmmaking. So it's, yeah. So the Academy loves that, even if they're bad. So I don't know. We'll see. I mean, it did, I did have it in other categories, but because of its reception, I moved it to a kind of a, a lower tier category. Um, so, so yeah. And Empire of the Sun, I would have picked in 1987 <laughs> too. So John Williams, I mean, John Williams. Can't go wrong. Carter, let's stick with you as we move over to best cinematography. Oh boy. Um, so here is uh, where I flipped Avatar Way of Water. I put it here. I know one thing. Wherever we go, this family is our fortress. It won cinematography in 2009, Avatar. Did it did. really? Wow. It did, yeah. which is pretty it wild. It did. So I'm thinking now, shoot, they got to put that camera underwater now, man. So maybe they'll reward another, at least with a nomination, another visual groundbreaking thing. I mean, I know we've put camera underwater before. James Cameron loves doing it. So uh, his cinematographer probably does the same. So uh, I'm excited to see what that looks like. The trailers look gorgeous. Um, so, so yeah, I went with Avatar way of water. Cause it just, it looks beautiful. And I wanted to put it somewhere. And if I took it out of VFX, I wanted to put it here. So cinematography way of water. A movie was nominated for nine different awards. Wild. So, I mean, probably can't go wrong here. No, it is a sequel. It is, you know, 12 years later, but it, it's James Cameron. Uh, you can probably trust the process a little bit. I think so. I, I went with a movie that we talked about. It's Bardo, uh, Alejandro Gonzalez, Inaritu. Obviously, like you said, it has been getting some mixed reviews. But the one thing that his movies do typically have is pretty stellar cinematography. Mm-hmm. Thinking specifically of Birdman and kind of the things that they achieved there. Um, I know he is working with a, you know, a well-respected cinematographer. I think it potentially has a chance. Uh Darius Kanji, uh, you know, worked on Seven, worked on Midnight in Paris, you know, obviously classic. Big Woody Allen guy. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. big Woody Allen guy. (laughs) Um, But no, uh, you know, he did DP on Uncut Gems as well. So he's done a lot of great work and got range. Maybe it's got a chance to get nominated here. The thing is like, well, this movie has been getting bad reviews. Alejandro Inaritu's movies have been very well received at the Oscars. He's won two best director awards. Yep. So 
it wouldn't be surprising if this movie still received a good amount of nominations despite it all. Oh yeah. Wouldn't be shocked at all. We'll throw it over to you, Cody, for the final pick in this category. Yeah. Um, I think Bardo is not, not the best pick. Uh, I think the obvious pick here is Avatar 2. I, I think it's the shoe in to win as well for this and, and visual effects. I don't think it's going to be particularly close. But uh, yeah, I'm basically just bouncing exactly what Carter said. I did do my research. Uh, I'm scared. <laughs> it did win. And, uh, you know, 09, 10, whatever it was. But uh, I feel like this is about as obvious as it gets. And, and Carter had all the main points. But Jimmy Cameron, I mean, The Abyss, another great water movie basically the abyss and avatar into one i mean how can you complain so yeah i'm rocking with it the abyss is so underrated by the way i agree just throw that out there no one picked roger deakins poor guy yeah he's washed up he's old (laughs) (laughs) come on the show and defend yourself after that that's tough (laughs) love it can he do uh rango he did do rango yep you bet he has range man (laughs) it's his best movie really all right, best animated. I think this is probably the uh, most anticipated one, particularly for Cody. So let's oh. go ahead and give it to him. Cody, oh, best man. animated film. What are we doing? <laughs> you know what? Uh, I'm going against my heart here. Oh, I'm, really, I'm really trying to win. I'm not going to pick Pinocchio. <laughs> wow. It really hurts to do it. But, dude, there's there's too many Pinocchio movies. It, it's too confused. <laughs> true. I don't know which one. Like well, The I other one's live time. action, so there's no competition. Yeah, but it, And it's already yeah. out. I guess it looks mostly animated. If you're doing the whole Marcel thing, I don't know what the hell they're going to nominate. But uh, definitely check out Pinocchio in theaters. Guillermo del Toro, great director. But uh, anywho, I'm going with the obvious pick here, Turning Red. Like I'm just I'm just trying to get points out of here. Turning Red's going to get nominated. <laughs> it's getting great reviews. I haven't seen it, but I like Red Pandas. So it seems like the easy choice. I mean, can't really argue with that. I like Red Pandas. That's great. <laughs> That's what an academy member is saying when it when exactly. it for it. I love red pandas. That's how deep of a thought process they have. So that's how I'm trying to think. Probably not wrong. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, is Cody, I, not, are you not picking that? Like everybody's picking that, right? Well, I have the backbone to stand up for something <laughs> that I believe in, and that's Pinocchio by Guillermo del Toro. No, there we go. From my many wanderings on this earth, I had so much to say about imperfect fathers and imperfect sons and about loss and love. I've learned that there are old spirits who rarely involve themselves in the human world, but on occasion, they do. I want to tell you a story. It's a story you may think you know, but you don't. A story. The Wooden Boy <laughs> is going to get nominated for Best Animated. Listen, I mean, yeah, Turning Red, obviously you have the fake Marcel, whatever bullshit. <laughs> it probably will also get nominated. That's why. Uh, I mean, Pinocchio, come on. I mean, Guillermo, again, another person who's well-loved by the Oscars. For sure. um, and I think this probably will be the best Pinocchio movie to come out this year. Yeah, I can tell you, I watched the first hour of uh, Pinocchio today on a plane, the new one, and I would agree with you even having not seen del toros yet already so oof, a lot of uncanny valleys of mecca's going on let me tell you oh boy yeah well let me keep the ball rolling with cody i'm going turning red cody i think we've had four in a row now something like that so uh it's your fifth one fifth one total so holy cow stuff cody this is our year buddy we're going 
uh, I'm going to replace Corbin on your pod. It's going to be great. Yeah, Turning Red. I thought it was, uh, again, a movie that seems like it came out years ago. Came out in March, too, with Batman. The Disney Plus only release. They should have released this in theaters. I don't know what they were doing. But yeah, I think it's a great Pixar. Uh, is it the only Pixar we're getting this this year or have gotten? I, I can't, off the top of my dome, can't think of another one we're getting. So I really uh, enjoy I feel like this has been a bit of a week animated. Oh, Lightyear, yeah. Lightyear, yeah, it's not getting nominated. So uh, <laughs> Turning Red is my is my pick there. And uh, yeah, so slow Disney year of animation. We're getting like a Strange World, Jake Gyllenhaal movie later. But oh, yeah. I don't know. We'll that doesn't see. look great. I've seen a trailer for that a couple times in theaters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. it's always playing every single yeah, time. Always, I don't know why, but I always see it. Yeah. Not great. I went to see Orphan First Kill and it was playing in the theater. I don't know why. I don't know. A lot I, of overlap. I don't think those audiences line up, but yeah, turning red. Great minds, Cody. All right. So now we're getting into the, the nitty gritty of things. The, the really the big categories, I'd say, that people begin to really tune in for. So we're going to start with best screenplay. And I mentioned earlier about the potential for some international features to kind of get some love. And this is where it's going to come in. Best screenplay I'm taking, Decision to Leave. Uh, Park Chan Wook is a, you know, again, another well-respected international filmmaker. Uh, this movie premiered at Cannes and received a lot of praise. And uh, we've seen in these categories, some international movies started to make their way. Last year, Worst Person in the World, which very deserving nomination, uh, made it in this category. And uh, let's continue that trend. And I'm taking decision to leave. Uh, apparently a very like gripping story from what I understand. So hell yeah, I love that. Good pick. Cody, what do you think? I feel like maybe this category is a little bit sparse when I was, I was looking through it. Um, the best option that I uh, you know, saw through it is Nope by Jordan Poole. Jordan Beale, excuse me. Jordan Poole, Golden Jordan State Poole. Warrior fan. Nice. <laughs> nope by Jordan Poole. Um, Did you know that the very first assembly of photographs to create a motion picture was a two-second clip of a black man on a horse? And that man is my great-great-grandfather. Great. There's another great-grandfather. But that's why back at the Haywood Ranch, as the only black-owned horse trainers in Hollywood, we like to say, since the moment pitches could move, yeah, skin in the game. But no, I do think it'll it'll get a nod. Jordan uh, Peele, uh, you know, I think historically at the Oscars has done fairly well as well. I think he's pretty respected in the Academy. And, uh, you know, original screenplay, like I said, maybe a little bit tighter this year. So I think this will definitely get a nod. Good film. I haven't checked it out. Uh, we didn't do uh, the watch list. Season four, new thing. Still haven't checked it out, but uh, I'll get it in the next episode for sure. But definitely uh, a good picture, I think. Nice. Still waiting. Still waiting for you to see <laughs> Nope, Cody. Is it even still in theaters? That's the question. No, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I think I can rent it. So I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, unless it's out somewhere else. I haven't really looked into it, but might have to go on Apple and pay the old three ninety nine to check it out. The way Jordan Peele intended. I, yeah. I saw it a second time in theaters, and I, it, I really did, do enjoy it. I, you know, I've heard some mixed things. Some people... Don't think the script is as tight, um, but I think it's a pretty good movie. The ending is probably the only place that it falters a little bit for me. That's where I fall to. It's no get out, but that's hard to be a get out, you know? Yeah. Um, one of the best movies the past decade. It, it, it's hard to live up to that. Yeah. 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 Uh, me, original screenplay. Um, I'm going with Amsterdam. We talked about already. Um, this one was tough too. Cause like there are a bunch of screenplays that I have just put in other categories below, but I think, you know, David O. Russell historically slides in there with silver linings and, uh, American hustle. We don't talk about joy. Um, but 
historically pretty good. I think he's due. And uh, I don't support how the man conducts himself in a workplace, but uh, he'll be nominated, I think, perhaps. Um, so, yeah, original screenplay. Amsterdam. Very the nice. Thing, the thing that worries me, is Jennifer Lawrence in the film? I believe she's not, right? She is not. You went, you went through that, you know, 20 names of Hollywood A-listers, and she wasn't on there for some reason. So that's kind of I worrying. don't know if she wants to work for him anymore because of these reasons i could be wrong i think because there are a couple actors that i'm a little surprised christian bale is one that has stuck with him for a long time but there's definitely some actors that have very much stood against him uh, for his workplace behavior fair enough rip rip anywho (laughs) best adapted screenplay carter why don't you go first uh, I, okay, so this is I'm making a, a game time decision. I have two movies written down. Let's and, hear them both. I can't do that. One of you might have it, but I will. Okay, we already uh, picked ours. We came God, yeah, well, I don't know if you're gonna flip. Or, uh, I don't know what you have written down. I don't trust you in the slightest. I'm going with Ryan Johnson. I'm going Glass Onion. This is it. You expected the mystery. You expected a puzzle. But for one person on this island, this is not a game. Uh, Also, really weird that this is an adapted screenplay now because it's just based off of based on what he already wrote. (laughs) Right? Yeah. So the chicanery of the Oscars, I love it. It's like Borat. (laughs) Yeah, basically. So yeah, I, I I just saw this trailer today. Uh, they just released a trailer today, so oh, really? looks fun. Um, yeah, it looks fun. I think it might slide in to get a nomination again. I was only hesitant because it is a sequel to a film that was nominated before, so I was a little scared. But I think he can slide in. I think the Academy does like Ryan Johnson. To, they like nominating him. They don't like giving him awards, but they do like nominating him. And I'll be curious to see if anyone picks the other option that I was going to go with. But yeah, feel good about Glass Onion. Well, I can say for sure that I'm not picking the other option because I'm also taking Glass Onion. Oh, I feel good. Uh, Knives Out, nominated in this category. Well, nominated in Best Original Screenplay, uh, like we mentioned. And and like you said, the Oscars like him. I like him. I like Ryan Joss a lot. I'm definitely, this is my most anticipated movie for the next three months. Um, I love Knives Out. I think it's a near perfect movie outside of uh, Daniel Craig's dumb accent. <laughs> and uh, I'm excited for this one. It's got a great cast. And like you said, the trailer today was pretty fantastic. And uh, yeah, I, I think it's got a shot here. You mentioned the, the sequelness of it. I think this is a year that a lot of sequels are going to get love. It is wild. Black yeah. Panther, Top Gun, Avatar, like you mentioned. And then here's Glass Onion, maybe some uh, The Sun Doctor is technically Strange. a sequel. Kind of. I mean, Son, the a, father. Yeah. You know, so yeah. it's weird. Fair Cody, enough. are you taking Glass Onion as well? Or are you going to be a little I'm different? Not getting ganged up on, but uh, I missed the trailer today. So maybe that's why I'm not picking this. <laughs> but, you know, I'll definitely have to check that out because I, I am excited to see it. Uh, I don't know if Ryan Johnson's a good director. I feel like, you know, based off the majority of his movies, he you're is. The last, also, you're just the last Jedi he also, hater. He also made The Last Jedi, which is an abomination to the, to the planet. But, uh, but like Breaking Bad, Cody, Looper. Come I on, you the, like Ryan Johnson. Yeah, I think based off your assessment of Knives Out, it's a little overrated, but it's a very good movie. Like I like that movie a lot. I think you just put it on a pedestal that's not really on. 
anyways, and Madeline Klein's in this one, so that's that's interesting. But uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with White Noise. If we haven't talked about it at all, mm. it's a Noah Baumbach uh, picture. I, I checked out the trailer for it. It's a Netflix movie with Adam Driver. It looks really, really weird. It's weird, uh, just yeah. based off the trailer. So I don't know what to think, but like it's been getting a bunch of buzz, like getting some uh, recognition at, at festivals and stuff. So really now, but uh, it's also got Greta Gerwig um, in like a leading role, which I think is Ooh. so cool. Obviously, Adam Driver and Greta Gerwig. I mean, they're a good pairing. They've they've done yeah. stuff together in the past. So, but uh, the story itself looks looks super weird and super interesting. So that's why I wanted to put it in, in adapted screenplay because it, it's based off like a famous book. So yeah, that's what I'm throwing here. Bomb back for the win. Yeah, I mean, he's been nominated for original screenplay twice before, so I definitely yeah. think it's a good good uh, track record. Good so chance, hopefully, yeah. hopefully it pans out. But we'll see. Moving on to our next category, best director. Ooh. This is a huge one. Yeah. And uh, we'll throw it over to Cody again. What do you think? Best director. Yeah. You brought up Babylon already. We've talked a little bit about it. Tony McGuire looks great. But I mean, Damien Chazelle, this, this guy is one of the better people working today, I believe. And um, I mean, track record as well. This guy's he's showing up at the Oscars. He's done very, very well. I'm excited for this movie. And um, I think he's probably shooting to get it on here, uh, even if it's not like the best thing ever. Which I mean, it'll be hard to follow up, you know, based off his his past couple projects. You know, obviously the obvious ones, Whiplash and, and La La Land, which nearly cleaned out at the Oscars if Moonlight wasn't released in the same year. But uh, I think he's definitely due for a nomination here. This is a tough category to fill. You know, five spots, ton of great directors. You get obviously people who have been nominated in the past, people who have won in the past. I decided to go with uh, Sarah Polly for the movie Women Talking. Yeah. Um, this is one that. It's a huge ensemble cast, and I was originally maybe looking at it for some acting roles, but I really think it'll probably lose out because of that ensemble nature, uh, potentially. But it just premiered at Telluride. Um, pretty good reviews. It is Great reviews. a pretty like small scale-esque film, I guess. It's basically women talking in a room. Women about, talking. Um, <laughs> but in order to make that interesting, you've got to have really good directing. And when you have actors ranging from very young to very old um there's a lot that the director can do to kind of direct actors and, and get good performances out of them um maybe this is the year that we get do we get three women to win this award in a row it will be if, would, if she wins yeah it could be pretty cool so uh I'm, I'm taking sarah polly at least for a nomination very nice it's a very dark story too so if you've read the synopsis it's uh not a lighthearted. Yeah, affair, no, definitely, sure. definitely very serious subject matter. Um, the discourse around it may, I, I don't know. We'll see. I'm, I'm excited to getting... see it. Various. I think, no, I, I think she, it's, it's doing great, but yeah. Well, all I can say is damn you, Cody. I picked Damien Chazelle. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the youngest director to win the best director Oscar. Uh, in history um obviously first man didn't pan out in the successful academy way that he wanted but i mean whiplash and la la land are like in my top 150 movies of all time so uh i'm biased obviously he knows how to tell a story about hollywood basically put old-timey hollywood in the present day and la la land was successful and now we're just literally putting him in it with all these great actors i like his chances so damon chazelle babylon Academy loves him. Loves that. Loves that young little gazelle. 
Well, I don't know if I should at this point should be really worried or excited that you two have uh, aligned so much. It, it could be either very bad for me or very good for me. Well, this is this is where I tell Cody I've been tanking. Um, <laughs> self-sabotaging to throw him under the bus. Now we're getting into the actor categories. Woo. I'm going to go best supporting actor first. In my opinion, maybe the two toughest categories Again, we didn't do great with these categories last year. Best Supporting Actor didn't get any right. So uh, let's, let's see if we can do it this year. I'll go first. I'm taking the white noise train. And I'm taking Don Cheadle all the way to the, t- the station here. Cheadle! Uh, I don't know. I, I like Don Cheadle. The man deserves some love. Iconic performance in Ocean's Eleven. And, uh, <laughs> he was nominated back in the day. Uh, yeah. South African accent. Hotel Rwanda. Back in the day, old 2004 yeah. action. Yeah, so uh, let's Dude. give him a shot. I think this movie is going to be, I don't know. I don't know. I hope it's well celebrated. It's Noah Baumbach. It's adaptation of a, you know, tough to adapt uh, book. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Don Shield, he's a good actor and he's been stuck inside of a metal suit for too long. Yeah, but he got out and he got to play algae rhythm, man. That's that's true. Yeah. Yeah. And then they <laughs> just forgot Armor Wars existed, so. Yeah, we'll get some D23 announcement this week. Who knows? Who knows? Big stuff coming. Mm -hmm. All right, Carter, what do you think? Best supporting actor. So I was trying to figure out where to place this movie because I'm really excited about this movie. I'm putting Brendan Gleeson here for Banshees Mm. of Inishiran. Call him Sonny Larry. Didn't you? He used to be the best of friends. We're still the best of friends. No, you're not. Who says we're not? Sit somewhere else. Now, if I've done something to you, just tell me what I've done to you. Well, you didn't do anything to me. I just don't like you no more. Did you like me yesterday? Why does he not want to be friends with you no more? Why is he 12? What the hell's going on with you, me feckin' brother? He's dull, Siobhan. This debuted at Venice this week to great reviews. Um, everyone is psyched about this. Martin McDonough's new film about Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson. Brendan Gleeson doesn't want to be his friend anymore. And he has to wrap his head around that. And some other stuff happens around that. Uh, Barry Keoghan of The Best Joker is in it as well. Um, <laughs> and uh, Martin McDonough, you know, he made uh, one of my favorite movies in Bruges. Three Billboards was kind of... Um, I don't know, celebrate at the Oscars. Celebrate at the Oscars, but uh, controversial, I think, um, at the time. But, um, but yeah, I'm really excited for this movie. And, uh, and yeah, Brendan Gleeson, never been nominated. So I'm thinking, you know, it's one of those... He's old, he's due, he's put in the work kind of nominations. So, Brendan Gleeson, Banshees. Definitely a good pick. We're on similar wavelengths because okay. my guy is also very old, and I don't know if he's due for nominations, but he's definitely going to get them. I'm picking uh, Anthony Hopkins for uh, Armageddon time. There we go. Uh, I mean, this this guy doesn't miss really, especially late, late in his career. I feel like, I don't know, the past five years, he's probably been nominated for at least one thing. Obviously, he won best actor as well but uh yeah the old man hop doesn't really mess so i think it's a pretty safe bet the old man hop i love it transformer <laughs> he was great in that film yeah oh boy, hop. yeah he got nominated for that too probably but yeah. definitely yeah <laughs> razzy maybe deservedly so our, our king odin <laughs> man i always forget he was in the mcu too man he's done it all good for him maybe they'll bring him back because they they're bringing back all the other dead uh as guardians right maybe they'll show yeah, up i guess who knows anymore, man? Thor, Love, and Thunder. What a mess. What is, what is that? 
Jesus. Terrible. Anyways, though. <laughs> you have some more rants yeah, yeah. did you, Cody? Have you thought about Seriously. it more? <laughs> I just don't like that movie. I, I don't know. So it's just not good. Don't worry. We're going to see Brett Goldstein as Hercules in like five years. So get ready. <laughs> That's how long it takes. Yeah, when it was Guardians 2 release and we're finally getting uh, Adam Warlock. So yeah. Sheesh. Yeah. Good riddance. All right. Best supporting actress. We'll stick with you, Cody. Uh, best supporting uh, actress. Uh, I am bouncing off a little bit of what Corbin was saying about women talking. It, it's hard to place this on where it's exactly going to get nominated. I think it has two very strong, you know, claims in this specific category. You got Jesse Buckley and as well Claire Foy, obviously with R- Rooney Mara. I believe Frances McDormand, lead actress. But, well, yeah, but I, I don't think she's a, a massive part of the story. Maybe I should have gone with Frances McDormand. Gore, good point. But uh, I'm going with Jesse Buckley. I think, you know, this movie in general, like you said, has been getting a lot of buzz. And I think her and Claire Foy will both get nominated. Bold take. Well, my official uh, pick is going to be Jesse Buckley. Nice. Might have some vote splitting going on. She's been yeah. nominated. She was nominated last year. Academy likes Jesse Buckley. They know who she is, at least. That, that helps. They nominated Claire Foy, too, back in the day. First man. So, oh, yeah. Good, good happen. Good job. Nice. Yeah, I think this will be either a case of like two people get nominated for this movie in this category or nobody does. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it like from what I understand and what I've heard about it, it is very much like a true ensemble and everybody is very good. Like yeah. from even like even the little like kids that are in this are, are also fantastic. So I think bit it'll be tough to kind of pick who <laughs> will be the person to represent. The more you keep talking, the more I maybe should change my pick. But uh, well, you already said it, so <laughs> there sh- there should be like an ensemble cast Oscar, like for movies like this. I mean, absolutely, yeah. they do it at the SAG, SAG Awards. Yeah. And does BAFTA do one as well? Like probably the BAFTA historically like just like doesn't nominate black people. Whoops, that that is also true about BAFTA. Poor one yeah. out for Denzel. Yep, tragedy. Yep, of Macbeth even. Heyo. <laughs> Yeah, so for Best Supporting Actress, this is the my last-minute change that I made 10 minutes before we recorded. Probably the only thing I did change. Um, and I really didn't hear about this person until today. I went Dolly de Leon for Triangle of Sadness. Mm. Um, this movie premiered at Cannes, and she was kind of deemed as like the big breakout role. She was in a lot of international films prior to this, but in terms of like a wider, you know, audience uh this movie also has uh what's his fucking oh my woody God. harrelson woody harrelson this movie also has woody harrelson <laughs> um which i mean hey that's exciting as it is so uh dolly Dilan, i'm excited to see triangle of sadness a little neon film uh they always have interesting uh stuff so that's my pick for best supporting actress good pick nice thank you you're welcome all right carter round things out for us who's your uh, best supporting actress pick i'm jumping into the world of spielberg i'm taking michelle williams in the fablemans um playing um little baby steven's uh mom um and we all know steven spielberg um loves to tell stories about single mothers i don't know who's um, that who's steven spielberg? uh he made a film called um what did he make amistad mm. and uh empire yeah. of the sun he did make Empire of the Sun. Heard of that. Thomas Newman's finest work. And <laughs> everyone seems to be really praising this performance. It seems like Michelle Williams, from what I hear among the among the people, is that she's a shoe in this year to win this. They're finally going to give it to her. So, yeah, you don't have to cry about your son burning up in a house fire. You just have to have a son who likes to make movies. That was a Manchester by the Sea reference, everyone. 
Spoiler alert for that movie, I guess. Anyway, Michelle Williams, Table Notes. Sticking with the sad stuff. Just bring us down. As That's always. me. I love tragedy. All right, before we move on to our uh, double picks for the last three categories, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. And we're back. All right, we're going to get started with best actor first. For these categories, we are doing two picks a piece. Um, why don't we just do one at a time? And we'll start with Cody Webb. Who's your first best actor nominee? Yeah, let's do it. I brought up the whale earlier, and um, you can't leave this guy out. Brendan Fraser. Uh, I'm putting all of my energy that he's going to get a nomination for this movie. Um, I don't know if he has the best chance, just because it is Brendan Fraser, but I think he deserves it. Coming back, you know, doing sort of just completely different from you know what we've seen him in the past, and uh, also like. Uh, he's gained some weight, but also obviously like some prosthetics as well. Kind of just a fun role and uh, acting it opposite Sadie Sink as well. Stranger Things, great young actress. And uh, it's been getting a lot of buzz. So yeah, maybe not the best pick, but uh, I'm just putting all my energy into Brendan Fraser. Hey, I agree. Let's speak it into existence. Let's make it happen. Uh, I think kind of the general like Twitter community is really surrounded around Brendan Fraser and lifted it up and, a lot of people think this is very deserving. Obviously, he had, you know, very early on a very prolific and, you know, successful monetarily career. And in the past few years, has kind of fallen by the wayside, not been casting things. He's had a rough year this year. I mean, he was in Doom Patrol, show that no longer does, exists, right, because of the Warner Brothers stuff. And he was supposed to be in the Batgirl movie. Again, another thing that no longer will even come out because of Warner Brothers bullshit. He's going to be the, the main villain as well. Yeah, exactly. So a guy who had a really big year or at least a, a big year and a half coming for him kind of got some of that taken away. I'm hoping that he can, you know, ride some of this, you know, Venice praise that he's been getting. And, and I love to see it. I think he's just a really good dude. And uh, I'm a big Scrubs fan, and I think he is the best part of the best episode of Scrubs. That's a good. Okay. That's a good storyline. Yeah. There you go. Nice. Great is vibes, that, though, Jordan. Yeah. Is that Scrubs. you saying that he's your pick as well? Yes, yes, that was my pick. Sorry. Cool. Yes, I'm also Keep going. Brendan Fraser, the whale. Hey. Just confirming. Should I make a three for three? Because I am. Let's do it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's his time. Like, guys, straight up, I think he might win it. It's like between him and really? uh, and someone else. I think. I, I'm listening. He was blacklisted in Hollywood for like speaking out against, you know, um, wrongdoings in the industry. And he was wrongly blacklisted. And he's a great, he's a great presence. And um, his performance in this is apparently really great. So uh, I'm all in the whale. Let's do it. Let's wow. become an Oscar. Twitter would go crazy. In tears, following the standing ovation at Venice. It's, it's really good to see. Absolutely. All right, Cody, what's your second pick for best actor? Yeah, my second pick, and I really, really dislike this pick, but I'm going to go Austin Butler for Elvis. I think he will get a nomination. If I'm being completely honest, I really hope he doesn't, just based <laughs> on the fact alone that he kept the Elvis voice after the role. That pisses me off so much. He's stuck in it, man. Yeah, I don't know what's wrong with that kid. But uh, <laughs> he's pretty good in the movie, and I think uh, this movie will get a bunch of nominations again. Don't really hope so, but I feel like he definitely will get nominated. So that's my second choice. Yeah, I, I definitely toyed with the idea, but I think for the reason that you're kind of, I just don't want him to get nominated. <laughs> Although I do think he might. Um, I, I stayed away from it. Um, and I went for a big favorite of yours, Cody, Hugh Jackman for The Sun. Yeah. Um, this seems to be 
getting some noise. And I think it'd be, I, I think if it's not Brendan Fraser, I'd be okay with Hugh Jackman winning this award as well. I think um, it's between those two. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's great. And uh, I'm really excited to see both of these movies. So is that your pick as well, Carter? No. Oh, okay. I went with Elvis. Uh, uh, <laughs> <same> reasons. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's, uh, listen, the Academy loves when a person puts on some makeup and, uh, partially sings stuff. He doesn't sing all the stuff. He sings the early stuff. That's, that's key. You can't sing at all. Cause then the Academy will be like, no, no, no. So that's why Rami got it. And that's why Jennifer Hudson didn't get a nomination. And that's why Austin Butler is going to get this nomination. He won't win. It's okay, guys. He won't win, but it'll get him a chance to maybe get some interviews of him talking like Elvis still. If he's still talking like Elvis in March, there's some problems because he's got to be, if he's Elvis in Dune, I'm going to be upset. So that would actually kind of be funny. I'd be there for that. (laughs) I think it would probably, in in any other movie, it wouldn't work, but I think in Dune, it would maybe make some sense, honestly. Look at that sandworm over there. Yeah, it'll be something like that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's perfect. Yeah, him and Florence Pugh. Oh yeah. Oh man, I'm so excited. Miss Flo. Miss Flo. I do want to shout out. I do want to shout out Hugh Jackman though. I mean, he he's been robbed multiple times at the Academy, so Good I think he's due man. for a big time win. So I kind of hope that one's true as well, Corbin. But yeah, Austin Butler, not the biggest fan, but I would like to see that in Dune too. Best actress. I'm gonna go with my first pick here of somebody who I think is gonna win this award. Kate Blanchett for the movie Tar. Time is the thing. Time is the essential piece of interpretation. You cannot start without me. I start the clock. However, unlike a clock, sometimes my second hand stops, which means time stops. once again decide to raise that hand that time is allowed to continue marching along her very merry way again playing a person in real life i think she learned piano to actually play this role and then maybe also learn some german as well um so just big commitment well celebrated actress i think she's won twice before maybe one supporting and one best actress or both supporting but you know this movie is one that actually did get some, it's a festival premiere that has actually been like, oh, wow, this movie's actually good. Whereas a lot of the festival premieres recently have been kind of maligned a little bit. Um, so it's exciting to see this movie's doing well. Todd Fields, well, uh, celebrated director and um, punching in tar. Great pick. And I'll, I'll bounce right off that. I did also pick Kate Blanchett for one of my picks. This movie just sounds really cool as well. I mean, it's kind of like a, a pioneer story about her in the, the orchestra world. That's correct how you say that, but it, it looks like fairly powerful stuff. And uh, Kate Blanchett like does that super well. And yeah, I, I didn't even know all those details you put in Corbin as well. Evidently, she put in some work on the piano, which is not easy at all. So respect to that, but I, I feel like she's a shoe in to get nominated here. Make it three for three, boys. Yep, Kate Blanchett and Tar. Yes, previously um, one for uh, the Aviator and one for Blue Jasmine, I believe. So there you go. Some Woody Allen magic, of course. There. Um, does it, who does she play in the aviator she plays uh, uh Catherine hepburn Catherine hepburn yep she's really good in that yeah so yeah i think she she probably could win her third oscar is, is what it's sounding like yeah she plays a, obviously she plays a conductor uh recording a symphony so it looks uh really fun and again todd field is i love todd field's work 
Uh, little children, underrated. In the bedroom, haven't seen, but it's on my watch list. Last year, we all three picked uh, dinner for Hudson for respect, and we know how that turned out. So hopefully Good this Lord. is not. You didn't get any respect. <laughs> yeah, no, no, re- no respect. <laughs> hey. For my second pick for best actress, this is where I'm taking the Michelle Yeoh, everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, she is really fantastic in this movie. It is, you know, it came out early in the year. It is a little bit weird, the Daniels and their genre bending stuff. Um, but she's so great. And she is, again, well-beloved, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, hugely celebrated Ang Lee film. Uh, and I'd love to see her get this nomination. Minions Rise of Gru this year. Just thought I'd throw that gem out there. Was she in that? She was. Oh, uh, damn. No. Yeah. Oh. She's just getting a paycheck. Just getting a paycheck. Yeah, you got to make your money. Yeah, so. but so is Judy Dench, right? So like, oh yeah, uh, Julie Andrews comes back. Julie Andrews, that's movies. what I meant. Yeah, not Judy she, Dench. She, Julie Andrews. Just to get a paycheck and get in good with the kids. Yeah. But uh, I also 100 am taking uh, Michelle Yeoh for everything everywhere all at once. You know, I could have taken the bait one and put it in editing, but I, I really do think she she definitely deserves to get nominated. I think she will as well. Your points as well, Corbin. But I mean, this, is this has been my all favorite. three of our favorite movies of the year. No, uh, not yours. It's mine. It's, it's mine. not yours, Cody. Okay, fine. <laughs> I like uh, the Batman, but uh, no, I think she's ridiculously good in this movie. I, I think it's it's one of the better performances of the year for sure. So I, I had to pick her for this, no doubt. All right, Carver, uh, wrap us up. I'm dissenting from you guys because obviously I picked everything everywhere already, so I couldn't put her here. Um, this was the last, this was my last minute change that I made five minutes before we started recording. She got an 11 minute standing ovation at Venice. I took Anna de Armas and Blonde. I guess I was discovered. I know you're supposed to get used to it. And we all lose our jobs in the end. But I just can't. Square cut or pear shape. I've played. Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn Monroe. I can't face doing another scene with Marilyn Monroe. And it was something that I didn't want to do and didn't want to do for a long time because of the NC-17 Netflix stuff, chicantry, and I wasn't feeling confident in it. It seems like everyone is really in on this performance now. And I think as much of anything, it's celebrating Marilyn Monroe and not Ana de Armas. Um, I'm sure she does a, a wonderful job. I'm sure it's a great performance. But I think we uh, are. it's time to celebrate Marilyn Monroe, much as we've celebrated Judy Garland in the past. Shout out Renee Zellweger for doing a movie. I'll tell you, I'll tell you later who I took off, who I was going to put here. But I don't feel good about it. All right. So now, best picture. Now, in theory, this should be easier, right? Because there's 10 movies, or at least potentially 10 movies that are nominated. Or no, it, it's 10, right? Up to, up to 10. Yeah. It has to be 10, yeah. Um, yeah. So 10 movies, and we're picking two. Carter, why don't you get us started? My first one, again, incredibly hard, because things are skewing about in this, in this little rat race we've made. The first one I'm taking is The Sun. Um, I think it's going to have some great performances. Hugh Jackman, um, obviously Florian Zeller is back to direct this one who did the father, which also obviously won Anthony Hopkins an Oscar and obviously got, uh, I think it won best editing. I can't remember best production design, won a bunch of technicals nominated for best picture and best director screenplay. 
if it's anything that film is i think the uh the academy loves i think this will be their this is their tragedy uh story that they like to throw in to make people upset when they watch the movie so i'm going with the sun here for my first best picture uh nominee do you want me to do all or are we just hopping back to you guys we'll throw it over to cody yeah for, for my best picture uh picks i'm pretty much just going incredibly safe i don't know if either of these movies will will win or, or have a good chance of winning but uh, my first pick is going to be Top Gun Maverick, which I saved for the best for last. I mean, again, I, I haven't seen this movie, but uh, evidently it's very good. I know it's going to get nominated for a crap ton of the Oscars. And I feel like this is a shoe in I mean, based off the longevity of the box office, I, I think it's back to number one this week, which, which is unbelievable. Yeah. But uh, I think this will definitely get a nom. So yeah, Top Gun Maverick, save the best for last. Best picture. I really hope so. Top Gun Maverick was the highest grossing film over Memorial and Labor Day weekend. Has that ever happened? Unprecedented stuff. If I mean. It saved movies, right? <laughs> eat your heart out. Tom Cruise. Yeah. yeah, eat your heart out. Fuck that, right? Uh, no, good movie. Underrated. Good movie. People are Underrated. haters. Yeah, I agree. Big Nolan guy. I think everybody uh, kind of likes it. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> hey, go Barbie. All right. Uh, <laughs> Both of my picks have already been talked about, so I won't, you know, stay on either of them for very long. I'll go with the more controversial pick first. Black Panther Wakanda Forever. I am queen of the most powerful nation in the world! And my entire family is gone! Have I not given everything? Mmm! Now, obviously, the original Black Panther was nominated for Best Picture. It's hugely impactful, um, a very important story for a lot of uh, Black people in America and all across the world. And I think this will continue to be something very important. I trust Ryan Coogler, obviously, with the passing of Chadwick Boseman um, and the handling of that. I think this has potential to be, you know, very good, especially with a rough Marvel theatrical year. Um, definitely has a, won't be very hard to be the best Marvel movie of the year. And uh, I think if it can touch the impact that the first movie had, um, I think it'll get a nomination here. And, uh, you know, Angela Bassett, she's great. Oh, my God. She's and, uh, eating in that trailer. Yes. Yeah, great trailer. That's my second pick, 100%. I, I feel like everything you said, I mean, the passing of, of Chadwick Boseman, I'm sure they're going to do some, like, emotional stuff towards that. That's Oscar bait. And then, I mean, the cultural impact of the first one was ridiculous. So I, I think this is 100% going to be nominated as well. So the Coog man, I mean, he, that guy's ridiculous. I, one of my, I mean, we say this a lot, but one of the better working directors today, I think. So Black Panther. Yeah. yeah. You know, obviously this movie had a rough production, which is the only thing that really scares me about it. Um, I hope that at the end of the day, it, it turns out okay. <laughs> I have to say, seeing the, I felt the same way, and then seeing the trailer, like all my, all my bad uh, concerns were just washed away when yeah. I watched the trailer. So and they're doing like, Namor too, like they're doing an interesting story, I think, and that, yeah. that, like that has cultural relevance as well. So yeah, I think it'll be good. Yeah, for sure. Very excited, Carter. What's your second pick? Uh, my final pick. Once again, it's a movie we've already talked about, um, but I put Women Talking here for Best Picture. Um, seems a shoe in after the ovation and everything we've talked about. Great performances, great director, uh, all female led cast. I think it would be really good to see this in Best Picture. So, women talking. 
And then my final pick uh, is the Banshees of Inner Sheeran. Like you said, in Bruges, three billboards, well-respected. Seems to have gotten pretty good reviews. Uh, and shout out the Penguin. Shout out the things Penguin. Off. Shout out yeah. the Penguin. So. How about it? Best makeup. All right, guys. We got through it. And now's the time when I read all the picks back to you. Yes. To recap. Let's see if I can do this. Good luck. In best documentary, I selected Navalny. Carter and Cody both selected Fire of Love. In best international, I selected RRR. Carter selected Close. And Cody also selected RRR. For best makeup and hairstyling, I selected Babylon. Carter selected The Batman. And Cody selected Blonde. In best production design, I selected All Quiet on the Western Front. Carter selected Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. And Cody took The Batman. For best costume design, I took Blonde. Carter took The Woman King. And Cody took Amsterdam. For best sound, I took Elvis. Carter took Top Gun Maverick. And Cody took The Woman King. For best visual effects, I took Avatar Way of Water. And Carter and Cody once again matched with Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness. For best editing, I took The Fablemans. Carter took Everything Everywhere All at Once. And Cody took The Sun. For best original score, Carter and Cody both took Empire of Light, which was done by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. <laughs> It's not Empire of Sun, it's Empire of Light. And then I took Top Gun Maverick, Hans Zimmer, Lady Gaga. Best Cinematography, I took Bardo. Carter took Avatar Way of Water. And Cody also took Avatar Way of Water. Best Animated, I stuck to my guns and believed in something important, unlike some people, and took Pinocchio. Carter and Cody took Turning Red. For Best Screenplay, Cody took Nope. Carter took Amsterdam. And I took Decision to Leave. For Best Adapted Screenplay, Carter and I both selected Glass Onion and Knives Out Story, and Cody took White Noise. For Best Director, I selected Sarah Pauly for Women Talking. Carter took Damien Chazelle for Babylon, and Cody also selected Damien Chazelle for Babylon. For Best Supporting Actor, I decided on Don Cheadle for White Noise. Carter took Brendan Gleeson for Banshees of Inner Sheeran, and Cody took Anthony Hopkins for Armageddon Time. For Best Supporting Actress, I took Dolly DeLeon for Triangle of Sadness, Carter took Michelle Williams for The Fablemans, and Cody took Jesse Buckley for Women Talking. For Best Actor, all three of us picked Brendan Fazier for The Whale. Carter and Cody both selected Austin Butler for Elvis, and I took Hugh Jackman for The Sun. For Best Actress, we all selected Kate Blanchett for Tar. Cody and I both took Michelle Yeoh for Everything Everywhere All at Once, and Carter went with Anna de Armas for Blonde. For Best Picture, Cody and I both took Wakanda forever. Carter took The Sun. Cody took Top Gun Maverick. Carter also took Woman Talking. And I also took Banshees of Inishir. Those are our picks. Lots of great movies. A lot of movies that haven't come yet, come out yet. And a ton of movies that have been released. Definitely check them all out. And I'm excited to see come March how things will pan out. Cody, how do you feel? Are you confident? I'll tell you what, I feel a lot better uh, than the last episode. I feel like uh, this time around, we, we agreed on a lot more. So I'm not sure if that's a good thing or it's a bad thing. Basically, it's, it means either we're, we're right about a lot of stuff or we're very, very wrong. So uh, I'm feeling good, though. I, I think come around March, uh, I'm sure there will be a lot of differences. But I think we hit like most of the stuff that is favored right now. And that's about all you can do. Cardi, what do you think? Uh, I kind of agree with Cody again, which seems to be the theme of this uh, this podcast. We had nine, I, I counted Cody. We had nine overlapping categories as he wow. went through there. Yeah, I think the reason we all are agreeing on so much is that there's very few movies that are like are like really going to be great. I think 
because that's why it feels that like there's a lot of similarities as opposed to last year where we were kind of all over the place. So I think we also have might have a better understanding of how to do this now. Yes. I, done it once. I definitely concur. I think being through it, I think look at it, Cody's list. I could already say you definitely did better than the three you got last year, Cody. For sure. Um, I better get more than I three. That's all I, I care. I don't know if anyone will. I don't know. I think that 13 ish number, obviously we added two more categories, but I think around there is kind of probably where we're going to end up um, just because of a lot of the overlap and things are going to miss out. But I'm definitely excited, and I hope you guys uh, come back in a couple months to hear our uh, official release of the nominees and then our picks for the winners. Woo! Let's move on to, we have a podgorithm. Season four, season four. Season four, <laughs> season four. there we go. Woo! I'm going to draw a movie, as always. Oh, look at this, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. No oh. way. <laughs> <laughs> that's sick Carter 30 seconds take it away oh man what a film I watched this for the first time during COVID and uh, I gotta say incredible Ang Lee obviously uh, Chow Yun Fat Michelle Yeoh just incredible stuff this got nominated I think for best director at the Oscars speaking of Oscars as well as international film I think it won international film that year uh, it's great uh, incredible combat great love story at the center really really cool stuff to watch that's my time, even if I have more time. Uh, it you came out in 2000. Seconds. It came out in 2000. Um, there's not a lot of tigers and not a lot of actual dragons in the film. <laughs> Done. Cody. <laughs> I back everything Carter said. I mean, uh, I think the action in this movie is, is kind of trend-setting and sets, uh, you know, stage for a lot of, you know, modern sort of fight scenes. And I think that's really cool. Angley, I mean, his directorial style, it, it kind of varies throughout all of his movies. Um, you know, he has some interesting choices at times, but I think in this one specifically, he makes all of the right choices. Um, one, one of my favorite films for him, like easily. But uh, I mean, as far as kung fu movies goes, this is about the standard. So as good as it gets, shout out Michelle Yeoh. Uh, probably better in everything, everywhere, all at once. But uh, very, very good this as well. Well, I unfortunately have never seen this movie, Ooh. Uh, and I do need to check it out. Personally, I'm a huge fan of uh, Ang Lee's Hulk from 2003 that uh, incredible <laughs> film uh yeah and great stuff uh this is really just kind of a star making performance for michelle yo obviously uh you know if you were really into kung fu movies prior to this you probably knew who she was but this is like her entrance into the mainstream and it's cool you know here 22 years later uh to hopefully see her get nominated for best actress also the angry hulk movies the way that it's edited is just so weird but uh yeah I don't know what you wanted them to do in 2003 with Hulk movie, but you know, Dude, that's well, Ang, Lee, Ang Lee has one of the best filmographies or most diverse filmographies of any director, I think. Yeah, pretty wild. Life Both, of Pi, Life Both of Pi, good movie. Brokeback Mountain, yeah. Gemini Man, Pride, Sense and Sensibility. I mean, <laughs> guys, done it all. Je- Jim, <laughs> yeah. You almost said you almost said Pride and Prejudice there, huh? Yeah, Sense and Sensibility. I got the wrong Jane Austen novel. Might be. <laughs> All right, Carter, before we wrap things up, give me your top five movies of 2022. Holy cow. Um, well, do you want from one to five or five to one? Surprise me. Okay, five to one. Uh, number five, Marcel the Shell with shoes on. What a film. I cried in the theater with Corbin. It was a good time. Uh, 
You cried uh, next to me. I wouldn't say I also. Uh, I I don't think you really cried either, but yeah, there was you know, a watering, a misting, maybe. Yeah, maybe, 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 maybe not. Who's to say? Um, number four, I got Nope. Um, tremendous film. Uh, Jordan Peele's Jaws, basically great visuals. Loses me in the end, but the visuals visuals kept me. Um, number three, Top Gun Maverick. Gosh, what a film! The film of a century, man. Um, dads and moms will love because I went with my dad and he was like, Whoa, and I went with my mom, and she was like, Ooh. So it was great. Uh, number two, The Batman, uh, stellar uh, theater experience. Uh, it was a blast, really long, but like didn't feel long at all when I was in it. Great new Batman, and number one, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Now, technically, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On was released in 2021. So I got to say my actual fifth film that was released in 2022 is Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. I, Marcel came out this year. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it debuted at a film, a festival in September of last year, but it's a 2022 release. Let's, let's be real. So yeah. yeah, honorable mention to Bodies, Bodies, Bodies then. Cody, have you seen five movies that have come out this year? Do you know? <laughs> uh, possibly, but uh, <laughs> I can't ram off the top of my head. My, my pick uh, for the best one so far would be The Batman. Batman. <laughs> probably everything everywhere all at once number two but uh yeah that's probably about it for me <laughs> elvis not cracking your top three well you know i have seen others, but i just really haven't enjoyed them that much <laughs> so so elvis is nowhere near that top three but Fair. same with thor ragnarok yeah but uh i can name a couple other ones too but those Maybe are my two favorites for sure you know, the Batman sits at six for me just outside the top five uh for me i got five rrr uh Really incredible stuff. Needs to be seen by more people. For Top Gun Maverick, again, just like the pinnacle of what a blockbuster should be. Three, Cha-Cha Real Smooth, which mm. uh, I think I'm just a really big fan of Cooper Rafe. Dakota Johnson's great as well. I've yet to see that. It's I need to see that. Yeah, definitely one I recommend. I think it's a little bit more hit and miss for people, but I enjoyed it a lot. Two, Nope. And then to wrap things up at number one, everything, everywhere, all at once stuck with me. I've seen it twice this year and it's, it's still definitely my favorite movie. So a banger. Absolutely. So I recommend all of those movies and then we'll also move on to our recommendations. Mm -hmm. I drink your milkshake. I drink Cody, it up. What do you want to recommend to the people? Yeah, I got a lot of wrecks this week. Uh, been finishing up a lot of tv actually and uh finally came around to uh finish umbrella academy season three and uh i'll tell you what it's a pretty bad season but, uh, <laughs> that's what I jackson was saying actually this week too said yeah, same thing yeah it's not great i mean it, it was their covid season and it's basically just like half a season like i don't even understand the ending and i i don't you know particularly care to to look up all the theories and shit but they are doing another season so maybe that'll explain it but really nothing's explained but anyways also checked out house house of dragon uh the next couple episodes yeah uh third episode i actually really enjoy uh they, they do do a pretty good time jump and um i've heard they're going to do that a lot more so i think some of the actresses are, are going to get replaced sadly but the third episode was sick uh damon is a complete badass i think he's my favorite character <laughs> And uh, Rainier as well is, is uh, just so fun to watch, I think. But good show. Check it out. It, they give like the king a lot more depth, uh, like politically and character wise, too, which I didn't expect. I just kind of expected him to die early. But uh, good show. Definitely check it out. 
And then my other two things, She-Hulk did release another episode today. And uh, I, I think I'm off the She-Hulk train uh, on this episode. Not great. It, they brought back Wong again, which, you know, I do like Wong. hasn't seen it, right? I don't think so. That's a, you don't need to spoil this episode of She-Hulk for me. It's okay. Keep going. <laughs> I, I got off the She-Hulk train after episode one, so keep going. <laughs> well, I, I actually liked episode one, weirdly enough. But um, the past couple have not been very good. This one continued that standard. Yeah, I think in the past on this podcast, I said, uh, give Benedict Wong more roles. This was not what I was talking about. Uh, <laughs> this is pretty bad. <laughs> but uh, don't particularly check that out. And then the last thing... Um, I've been on the succession train. I've watched, yes. I believe I have like two more episodes left in season one. And uh, I'm getting oh. into it. I, I actually really like it. Uh, Brian Cox, phenomenal actor. I think that guy's very underrated. Yeah, right just, in those McDonald's commercials. Yeah. <laughs> true, true. Yeah. But uh, I just got to the part in the season, spoiler alert, where um, basically they, they try to take over the company and it fails. And now... Uh, main guy's gone into drugs and stuff and kendall uh, yeah, ken ken the boy jeremy strong also, uh, mm-hmm. great actor yeah uh what's his name mcculkin so Karen good Karen. yeah i love that guy favorite character by far roman but, great uh, yeah 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 uh, i think the season's getting good so i mean evidently the the continuing seasons are even better so i may be hooked this may be my new game of thrones here and i'm just gonna binge the crap out of it but uh, yeah, kind of a lot of Rex this week. I've, I've been watching a shit ton of TV, so hopefully continue that, you know, going into Oscar season and, and check out a bunch more movies. I'll jump on that train. I did watch the first season of Succession, and I admit I haven't been as good with sticking with the second season. Uh, but something I did check out this past week was this New Yorker article that came back came out back in December about Jeremy Strong. Oh, phenomenal. Um, it's a very long article. Carter, have you read it? Yeah, I have. Uh, I actually listened to it because they have like a listen option, but it's 40 minutes long. Holy um, cow. Really interesting profile of him. The reason I checked it out is because he recently came out and was like, eh, I, I felt kind of like that it was a betrayal of my trust the way I was presented. Um, but he's just like a really out there dude. And you know, he looks yes. up to Daniel Day-Lewis a ton. And it was definitely an interesting look into kind of his psyche and kind of the way he approaches that Kendall Roy character. It, it makes me have a greater appreciation for that show as a whole um, and what they've been able to accomplish. Uh, I'll have to check it out. Maybe. Um, yeah, no, but definitely uh, interesting article. I can't, you know, speak to how accurate things are or how, you know, if he's presented in a good or negative light. Uh, I think it kind of just presents him as he is and maybe he's not <laughs> the best person. But uh, in terms of She-Hulk, I actually enjoyed episode four in terms of it being like a comedic episode, like it stuck. I think it was the most sitcom episode that we've had so far. I thought some of the Wong stuff was kind of funny, Cody. Maybe you no, disagree, I think just, but I think it's just bad. I don't know if there's any fun in, <laughs> I don't think there's any fun in the episode. You didn't episode, like the Sopranos so. stuff that didn't connect with you? Well, mm. I, I haven't seen the Sopranos. So maybe that was my big miss. There you but. go. <laughs> but yeah, it's Sopranos bad. jokes. Don't, don't check it out. <laughs> Um, something else that I watched a while ago, and I know it's been talked about a ton on your podcast, but, uh, the, the rehearsal on HBO max mm. from Nathan Fielder is great. It's only six episodes. If you have any time, uh, definitely check that out. You know, I had a big Saturday. We talked about it on the last podcast, but I did see four movies in theaters last Saturday, Top Gun Maverick and IMAX, Emily, the criminal jaws and Spider-Man no way home. 
And uh, Jaws, first time watching IMAX was uh, pretty exciting. I know that's that was your first time first watch? time watching it. So oh my, I God. figured you know if you're gonna do it, you got to do it right, and you did uh, it right. definitely a good one to check out. So uh, I mean, what can you say about the Steven Spielberg classic? But Ooh, I'm jealous. I wish I before seen before I throw it over to you, Carter. I also watched. Sam Morell's Same Time Tomorrow special, which I know you checked hey, out as well. Hey, I and, did. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. It was short, which was nice. Yeah, it was like 40 45 minutes. minutes. Yeah. Get a good, uh, get your jokes in and get out. I think that's good. What, what were your thoughts on that, Carter? I, I enjoyed it a lot. I just turned it on one night before my, my friends came into town for Labor Day weekend, had some time to kill. Um, I really enjoyed it. And he recorded it in Chicago too. So there were some yeah. nice Chicago jokes there too, which was fun. I like how he like, I don't, I'm not big on like when people work the crowd and that's like their only thing, but he did some of that and it worked and yeah, because it's material. I don't like it when that's just all you do and you just rely on that because it's just kind of cumbersome, but I thought it was really great. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. What other recommendations do you have for us, Carter? Ooh, I'm going to echo house of dragon sentiments. I'm really loving this show. It's really nice to have game of Thrones back in my life now and actually feel like old game of Thrones. Like it feels like prime game of Thrones season stuff. Uh, Rings of Power also checked out. I'm I'm loving that as well. I hate that the racists are coming out of the woodwork and they're like, "What elves aren't black?" Um, so that's been no fun. But uh, the show is great. It's it's fucking fantasy. Calm down, you weebs. And uh, <laughs> and uh, so I've been loving that. I checked out. Well, actually, uh, you know when J.R.R. Tolkien wrote it, it was about uh, go out, go go outside and go see talk to J.R.R. Tolkien. Oh wait, he's, he's fucking dead. Ooh, got him. Go talk to someone that's not white and lives in your basement. And serves Go outside. Chicken. Yeah. <laughs> in your basement. Gosh. Anyway, um, <laughs> speaking of great black actors, John Boyega, uh, I checked out this movie called Breaking, where he plays this true life uh, guy. You liked that, it? I liked it. I had a good time with it. Um, I think John, Bo- that movie is nothing without John Boyega. Uh, Michael K. Williams given a pretty steadfast performance there as well. His final on screen performance, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I said um, this last week on the pod. I was just kind of disappointed with a lack of him in the movie. I would. I say. would have loved to have more of him. Yeah, because I thought what he was doing was strong, and I didn't get enough of him. But uh, yeah, I enjoyed John Boyega doing his stuff. Uh, maybe a maybe an Oscar dom. I don't know, but, but maybe we'll see. What else? Honk for Jesus, save your soul. <laughs> Watch. I'm that excited film. to check that out. Uh, it was pretty good. Pretty fun. It was cool. Um, the way that they filmed it, like a documentary, some parts, and then like not like in, in its own narrative in other parts thought is it was it fun better or worse than the eyes of tammy faye i think just performance wise probably w- worse um <laughs> but i'm a i don't know i kind of liked eyes of tammy faye so i'm kind of on the but maybe that was the andrew garfield effect on me but uh it's a different it's kind of different story-wise but 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 yeah other than that i think uh that's been it i checked out uh marnie yesterday um an old alfred hitchcock film with sean connery in the peak of james bond which is which was cool and then uh i'm gonna finish pinocchio tonight because i didn't get to finish it on the plane and i'm not looking forward to finishing it uh unfortunate tom hanks he's having a great year of accents let me tell you yeah <laughs> pinocchio all right you have two more recs that you have to give us first one recommend a animated short film <laughs> for the people what should people check out Mm, animated short film i'm trying to think of recent ones i've seen but honestly there's one called um oh what's it called it's called like guacamole or something and uh it's literally just like it's like you know those videos on facebook where it's like this is the most satisfying thing you'll see all day 
like yeah. it's like that like some guy like opens an avocado and there's like a eight ball inside and it's just like a bunch of like weird animated like what that's what shouldn't be there um so that's a good one um that would be my animated short i recommend uh, also any like looney tunes short because they're like vaguely racist sometimes and uh it's quite something to see oh one more when donald duck loves hitler that's a good one too that's a wild one i'm nominated for best animated short check that out it's on youtube weird <laughs> lovely and then the second recommendation would there be a podcast that people should listen to carter at mm, yeah i'm gonna suggest conan o'brien needs a friend <laughs> uh no 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 check out the rough cut retrospective guys um we're pretty much uh talk about movies and tv and pop culture what these guys are doing if you like what they're doing you'll love what we're doing um we're about to hit episode 100 so big milestone coming up this month and then uh look forward to that and then jackson and i are retooling and revamping the show for the next 100 episodes it's gonna be really fun i'm excited for it but uh yeah check us out we just released an episode inspired by um cody and corbin here coming out on it's probably out by the time this is out it'll right? be out yep. amazing um we did a little streaming recommendation episode Ooh, okay and a little uh we did like a hierarchy as well we debated like should we would would you buy this is this a shared account or do would you like you know steal it from your parents yeah steal like it from that. your parents so we, we had a little conversation inspired by the conversation you guys had we enjoyed that episode so we retooled it a little bit and uh and yeah Got some exciting stuff coming down the pipe. Episode 100. Look out for yeah. that one. That's awesome. Well, Excited to hear about. They're always doing great things over there at the uh, Rough Cut Retrospective. And Cody and I are over there a lot. So definitely check them out. I'm Against our better judgment, we have them on. So <laughs> True. I am pumped for that episode. And uh, revamping the show, that's very exciting. I'm pretty excited for that too. So yeah, definitely check them out. It's going to be fun. Well, we finally got through it, guys. Uh, it's been a long one. That was a long one. Oh, man. It's been a pleasure. I love it. And uh, we'll see who will, uh, if Carter can continue to reign supreme as the Oscars expert. Honestly, if you lose Carter, it kind of just is bad on you. And if we lose, it's just like, oh, well, we lost again. You know, <laughs> I won't watch There's... a movie ever again. <laughs> <laughs> we'll hold you to that. Oh, yeah. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, we'll catch you next week. That happens. Peace. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul.